0: Hey guys, it's Katie and Mandy. Welcome to the Dirty Britches Minisode. Hi
1: everybody, we're here. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to tell you the story for today because it's this like little tangent that I had in my notes from when I was finishing up getting us up to the 19th Amendment, but it was too big of a tangent for the episode, but it just truly like it's so ridiculous. I cannot wait to tell you. I I'm just ridiculous.
0: Right in. This yeah. is a
1: mini sode. We don't have time to waste. Welcome everyone nope. to our <laughs> Laundry Podcast minisode. We're happy to have you. And we hope you follow us on Instagram. We hope you subscribe. We hope you are enjoying all these history lessons. I don't know. Any other shout outs before I tell you the story of this ridiculous statue?
0: Um, no, I don't think so. Let's get into it. Let's hear about ri- <laughs>
1: ridiculous history. <laughs> well, I want to say this comes from Lisa Trittelt's book, the myth of Seneca falls and shouting her out made me want to also shout out the other women, especially black women, historians and writers who were so, so influential in, in what we've been doing this season. So in particular, I wanted to just thank the, um, the historians, Rosalind Terborg Penn, who has since passed away, Yvette Dion, hmm. Martha Jones, um, especially because I think their work, Veronica Chambers with the New York times, all, all of their books and writing have just been super, super influential to us. And the fact is that black women historians are largely to credit for shedding light on all of the history that we're even talking about and questioning the myths and the narratives that people were learning or teaching about in school. So without yep. them, this history that we are learning would not be possible. And in particular, this little story about this statue, um, I think is like a case in point of that. In fact, Lisa Trichol, I feel a little bad that I'm saying the very last like nine words of her book because they're so beautifully <laughs> written. Please buy her book. It's called The Myth of Seneca Falls and it is such a good read. Uh, but she says at the very end memory is made, not found, and what we remember matters. Hmm. which I thought was a really beautiful summary of what we're trying to do with this podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah, I love that.
1: Okay. So get kay. ready. All right. So this is about this statue, and I'm sure you've seen a picture of it. I'm going to show you a picture right now. Hold on.
0: Okay. And we will put a picture on Instagram and the blog. So oh, log sure. in so you can see it.
1: Have you seen this picture? How would you describe it for our our listeners?
0: So there's three women that are kind of in the foreground, this marble-ish looking statue, white kind of stone. And then behind it, there's just like a big heaping rock Mm -hmm. that's not any sort of form.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have any guess about who these ladies are?
0: Um, I'm guessing it's going to be like Susan B and, uh, Carrie is Carrie. One of them. Carrie and is not, not one, one of, them. One of it's, them.
1: Yeah. Like go back to the kind of like OG three
0: Elizabeth. Yeah. And, uh, is it Matilda? Did they put Matilda on there?
1: No, no. because Matilda no. got the boot. Remember she oh. got ditched for being like anti Christian. So it's, um, Susan B. Anthony, Lucretia Mott and Elizabeth. Lucretia. Katie Katie. Okay. yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lucretia, okay. rocking a badass bonnet, looking stern. Um, she is then, stern. <laughs> can you guess who's in the middle and higher up above everybody else? Take a wild guess.
0: The not the knot carved one, like the just no. This mound this one is ro- oh, like oh.
1: floating in the middle and like looking over everybody oh, else.
0: That's is that Susan B. That's got to yes, be it Susan is, B. Until- yeah, uh huh. The B that Why? stands for not.
1: <laughs> Whatever I <it> stands for. <laughs> yeah. Why did you think that she was the one up high in the middle?
0: Uh, because she would be. Did she have that commissioned?
1: <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> she... <laughs> her, her, yeah, her <laughs> accolades <laughs> did for sure. Yes. Okay. She... I'm. I can't wait for people to check this out. We'll have it on our blog, um, and we can put it on Instagram too. The the picture of the statue that's known originally was known as the Woman Movement, and it was mm-hmm. later renamed portrait monument so Mm. shout out to the person titling this statue they're really
0: creative
1: (laughs) right exactly wow (laughs) so in um after the 19th amendment alice paul who you were talking to us about last week and the national women's party commissioned this woman adelaide johnson who was a sculptor to create a large memorial um and lisa trital says it describes it as a hulking eight ton block of white Italian marble. Mm-hmm. And she called, she carved Lucretia Mott, Elizabeth Katie Stanton and Susan B. Anthony. And yes, Anthony is front and center and slightly higher. And then in the back, as you notice is this like hunk of rock, which the sculptor intended it to, um, symbolize the rights that remain to be won as like rough and unfinished rock. But mm-hmm. when you know the history of, these women to me it's it stands for like and all the other people like oh yeah you nameless faceless people that we've stripped out of history or even people who were famous in their time especially women of color that we don't have time to actually entertain your concerns they should they should have built a fire under that part
0: of it to symbolize <laughs> the fire where Susan B. burned all of <laughs> their I stuff. Know. I mean, they the sent in.
1: We would make. Let's have people send in their their proposals for statues. Please sketch out a picture. It can be on a napkin. <laughs> yeah. Take a picture. Email it to us. Um, put, post we it in Do the a comments. statue I think contest. Would be amazing. So, um, what at the time it was because it was 14,000 pounds and seven and a half feet tall, that the women initially asked for it to be placed in the Capitol Rotunda, like statuary hall, where all of these statues are from all of the different states. But it was, um, the Capitol officials said it was, quote, too heavy and not of artistic merit, which I kind of have to agree. It's like pretty ugly, I think. Um, Just like as a piece of art, I'm not a fan of it, but probably I'm letting the history of it Inform my opinion. However, as it should, as it should, exactly. Alice and her friends were crafty and they scheduled, they like announced an official unveiling ceremony. For the 101st anniversary of Susan B. Anthony's birth, which we all know, beware white women anniversaries. We made this very clear a few episodes ago. So this was February 15th, 1921. So they sent out invitations and like promotional materials before the Capitol officials had approved it. And so it kind of forced their hand, like, oh, geez, now we have to unveil this stupid thing. So it gets unveiled And then after this, like, ridiculous ceremony with, like, a bunch of white girls with flowers and speeches and things, the um, Capitol officials (laughs) relocated to the basement where a crypt had been planned for George Washington. And here's how Lisa Trittalt describes it. A dark, dank space shunned by Washington's family. The crypt had become, by 1921, a dusty storage area visited for its restrooms which I actually think is a very appropriate place to put the statue. But they um, and they also pushed it up against the wall. And it's intended to be like a statue you can walk all the way around. So it kind of defeats the purpose. And then there was an inscription that got painted over and someone gave it the nickname three ladies in a bathtub. So people didn't even know like who it was of or why it was there or whatever. Um, So, you know, white feminists are largely really upset and consider this to be a huge snub. Meanwhile, Lisa Troutel, the historian, goes on to describe what's simultaneously happening to preserve Seneca Falls. And of course, Alice Paul comes up with an anniversary idea that the Equal Rights Amendment is unveiled in Seneca Falls on its 75th anniversary in 1923. And... It, that's also when Seneca Falls is like fully enshrined as the sacred spot and then it ends up becoming a national park it there are that in and of itself is like a whole story for another day um but but it does get this distinction in this preservation protection and then in 1980 Jimmy Carter um under pressure from the legacy of these activists t- um creates women's History Month or start like signs it into law in 1980. The year we were born. All right, so the seventy-fifth mm. anniversary of the Nineteenth Amendment was in nineteen ninety-five, mm. and the hundred-fiftieth anniversary of Seneca Falls was in nineteen ninety-eight. So, like mid to late nineties, because white women love an anniversary to get all up in a bunch about something. They gotta have a party and
0: order some flowers and doilies.
1: Get your doilies <laughs> to cover your shit piles, as we like to say. All right, <laughs> that uh, they start petitioning Congress to move the sculpture back up to the rotunda. Newt Gingrich was head honcho at this time. And he refuses to allow it. Um because he won't like he he doesn't think they're important. And I wrote in my notes, haha, I agree, but not for the same reasons. Shove it, Newt.
0: <laughs> Newt. <laughs> oh good.
1: His Republican um counterparts of that were congresswomen or who were congresswomen agreed with Newt because they thought the statue was too ugly. Oh. So that's why Mm -hmm. they didn't want it. I also don't agree with them. Mm -hmm. And why are they obsessed with women's looks? That's a conversation for another day. Mm -hmm. However, in 1997 with $75,000 raised from private donors, that it does get moved into the rotundas, all male statuary and Democrat from New York, Carolyn Mahoney said it took 72 years for women to get the vote and 76 years to get the statue moved. And then I wrote, How many years until white women figure out their bullshittery? (laughs) Because it's still happening. Mm. And she went on to say, they said the statue was too ugly to stand in the rotunda. Have you looked at Abraham Lincoln lately? He wasn't placed in the rotunda because of his good looks. And neither were these women. Jeez, Carolyn, calm down. (laughs) They are placed here because of their accomplishments. So it's this like classic example where I actually agree with these like conservative right wing people. For a totally different reason. (laughs) totally different reasons and in fact um at the time the national congress of black women was like wait 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 no and so this is this classic moment where liberal white women don't have their listening ears on Mm -hmm. and aren't in solidarity with women of color even in their same party that the black women in the national congress of black women were like this is not okay um the president at the time was C. Dolores Tucker, the chair, and she said, "We have been left out of history too much, and we're not going to be left out anymore." And they wanted Sojourner Truth to be carved into that like hmm. lumpy bit yeah, in the back. Yeah. Uh, but of course, the like white women supporting it were like, "That would ruin the statue," <sighs> which. Makes me super mad at them. Mm-hmm. Um, because also that unfinished column is like it's an ugly tongue of whatever. It's just, a, it's just so stupid. Yes. So, um, in 2004, they, the, um, National Congress of Black Women got legislation introduced, but it failed. And then the subsequent chair, E. Faye Williams and Representative Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas. Persuaded Congress to accept a statue of Sojourner Truth as what Lisa talk calls an antidote or companion to the giant hulking mass of white marble, which in some ways is like the perfect encapsulation of that whole mm-hmm. movement, just not intended to be. Yeah. Like a giant fucking waste of space that just takes up too much room, that has this like hunk that isn't distinguishable that has these three women that are not women to sanctify in any way. It's just so like perfectly awful, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then in 2009, a bronze bust of Sojourner Truth was unveiled in Emancipation Hall, which is part of the U S Capitol Visitor Center. So that is there, but this like honking mass remains. And what Lisa Chattalt says is that ultimately all of this, like a century later, maybe more of a hindrance than an inspiration in its whiteness. Um, she's talking now about like the larger myth of Seneca Falls, but also the statue mm-hmm. specifically, which ignores the rights of women of color and its emphasis on the vote, which downplays other kinds of rights strategies and in its middle-class sensibility, which diverts us away from other radicalizing experiences and theoretical foundations. Um, again, she says it's more of a hindrance than an inspiration, which I just think is so true. And and again, like a really just powerful symbol of the history that we learned leading up to the 19th amendment this giant stupid statue of white marble so i don't know what would you what would you do with that statue would you keep it would you put like a get rid of it plaque up describing it you would ditch it i'd ditch
0: it i mean first of all it's huge and it's ugly it's not good art like you said (laughs) Just for that reason, you could ditch it. Get something new. Do something new. This is what we need to do. Get rid of these old things that are not representative of what actually happened. You have to have, it's the whole memory thing that you started out quoting. Like we need to build better, more accurate memories for people from now on. And the only way that you can do that is to just correct the memory that is wrong you know you just you can't let that keep being there with an explanation like let's just replace it with what actually happened or we could put a statue next to it with a bus and all the people that they threw under it just next to them
1: (laughs) Like underneath, like, the giant hulking marble underneath is just a bus yeah. that they're driving <laughs> they're dri- and hitting people. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually, I could see, I mean, I see that argument for getting rid of it completely. And I don't even know where you put 14,000 pounds of white marble, but in a bathroom. Um,
0: <laughs> you could actually break it up and build a bathroom out of it. <laughs> the what countertops. If toilets with it. The toilets were, like, and the a countertops. Symbolet- <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, like a white supremacist, like shit on it, literally restroom there you go. situation. That's a good that use. Be symbolic and functional. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think too, like this, I, I do hear that, like, we'll just get rid of it. But part of me also thinks like it could be instructive to do something with it that that contextualizes it in a really powerful way or like has people interacting with it in a way that it's instructive, like teaches this more complete, fuller, inclusive history. I, I could see that being done. I think what's hard is I don't always trust, like as people are just walking through the visitor center, walking through statuary hall, if they're really going to take the time to engage at that level, I don't know. So, or, you know, do we, the, the people who are running that space or facilitating it, are they, how aware are they of all this history and, And even if they're aware of it, are they willing to engage it in any sort of meaningful way? I don't know. So I, yeah, I think if I had to vote, I would probably vote to commission something brand new or make sure that there was some like really serious, cool performance art that taught that giant hulking statue a lesson. (laughs) Uh, And of course, like, This is what's happening with Cat Hall, which we mentioned in our earlier episode with Alan and Wesley about the 929 movement and Mm -hmm. the naming of Cat Hall at Iowa State. And there's lots of buildings like this all over the country or statues where one of the excuses is like, well, it's the only building name for a woman. So we couldn't possibly change it instead. So then it like pits women against each other. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I guess there's just one seat at the table. I guess it's Mm going to be you, Carrie. Like why in Statuary Hall? were those the only statues of women like yeah. the actual bigger problem so racism is clearly a problem there and so is sexism like it isn't we shouldn't be fighting over crumbs and fighting over like one little seat at the table mm-hmm. it, why, let's question all of statuary hall. like what is the point bigger table I, we need a I, bigger table less giant marble hunks and <laughs> a bigger table for everyone to sit around Yes. Oh, so thank you for, interesting. for listening because yeah. yes, that story was just tickling me a lot. And I, I thought people might get a kick out of it. So yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, that and by kick, great. I mean like, you know, in- increased rage because that's what we're about here is just
0: <laughs> making you aware of the rage you didn't rage. know you should have. Here's some <laughs> more
1: needed to have. <laughs> yes. And truly reach out, let us know. What would you do with the statue and you know, how should we commemorate some of these things? That's, um, i'm I'm just curious what people think about that, yeah, so thanks for all listening. right. Thanks guys. See ya Have a good one.